welcome along. This is Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome along to episode two. It's the second week. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it is the day America goes to the polls. I am lighting a candle, saying a prayer. I almost don't want to get into it because I think part of the fun of this show is that it is escapist. So I'll just say I'm hoping for the best for our American <laughs> friends, any particularly any of whom who listen to the show, obviously, and maybe I get to chat to and stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping for the very best for that. Um, I'm not going to talk as much this week as I did during the start of episode one last week because I felt like I was setting up a lot of exposition where so this we can kind of get straight into it. I do want to say, and um, without sounding very uh, <laughs> Miss America, you know, um, thank you for the amazing support for the first week of the podcast. I cannot stress this enough. It really exceeded the expectations I had, which were to be honest, set kind of low because... You know, there's so many podcasts out there and this is about a very particular topic. And I thought, you know what, it might take a while for me to find people who will listen and the word I'm out to get out. And already I just feel like we're off to a great start. So if you sent me a message on social media, if you followed the show, Instagram or Twitter pages, if you've given us a shout out, if you rated and reviewed an Apple podcast, which a surprising amount of you have already. I can't thank you enough to see us on the podcast charts for the show last week was just mind boggling. I did not. I'm not just saying this. I did not expect that at all. So when you're kind of starting off a new project, to have any kind of support means the world. So I'm very, very humbled this week. Very humbled, as they would say. As celebrities love to say, they're humbled and grateful. Um, but thank you very much. And I won't keep banging on about it, but I am very much glad that you're already enjoying things. And hopefully only more people will come and join the fun. And we can have, as one person said on Instagram, a little Irish community for chatting about these shows. That will be so much fun. My guest today is Vicky Nataro who is, of course, the deputy editor of Stellar magazine. As you'll hear, Vicky is a pop culture fan like myself, but this year she's really fallen hard for all things Real Housewives. So it was really fun to get to chat to her about this. As you'll notice, we kind of cover Beverly Hills and New York mostly, but I think that's interesting because I think that's where a lot of people are this year. I mean, we're seeing with the Netflix thing, so many people are coming to Housewives and starting with Beverly Hills and the first couple of seasons. So I think I'm reflecting <laughs> a lot of Irish uh, viewers of the shows this year with this chat. Here is this week's guest, Vicky Nataro on Housewives and Me. She is the editor-in-chief of Irish magazine Stellar. She also co-hosts their podcast, The Glow, which is all about all things beauty. There's a really good episode with that Marion Keys, which I would suggest you start with if you want to get into it. Um, and this summer, <laughs> alongside putting a magazine to press during a pandemic, she found time to become obsessed with The Real Housewives. Very excited to chat to you today, Vicky Nataro. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm buzzed because when I was thinking of this idea, I was like, the whole thing is I want to talk to people who've maybe watched one season of one thing and have watched yes. every episode and that sort of, and right. you've had a very interesting journey with Housewives because I think we chatted about this in the summer and you were a newbie to Beverly Hills. But tell me how you started with Housewives and where you are with it as of mid-October when we're having a chat. Okay, so I did actually watch it years ago when it first came out. Oh. Um, I don't know what channel it was on that I think it was on like, I don't know, it would have been on Sky or UPC or one of them, like when they when they first launched. So I did mm-hmm. watch New York at the start because I've always been obsessed with New York. I'm like the biggest NYC aficionado ever and God, I miss it so much. Um, And I, I actually did watch Beverly Hills and a bit of New Jersey as well then. So like around the time that it was all happening, I was tuning in kind of sporadically and then I think New York came to Netflix a couple of years ago because I definitely watched yeah the first couple of seasons and I remembered you know Alex and her weird husband and (laughs) uh, and Jill Jill Zarin Jill Zarin Um, and I was absolutely loving that 
that. And then, yeah, during lockdown, when um, more of the kind of Bravo shows were being added to Netflix, but very cleverly in like little two season pockets, I just started watching them again. So I started with Beverly Hills, watched that all the way through. It was completely gripped, like utterly from the get go gripped um, and then got Hey You and have been watching the rest. So I've completed Beverly Hills. Oh, I've my God. Watched. Oh, yeah. Um, well, look, it's been seven months of lockdown. OK. And my husband will not entertain them in the slightest. This is my alone time. Like if I have a lull during the day or on my lunch break or whatever, I'll stick on some housewives. Or if I'm getting ready, I'll put it on my computer while I'm, you know, doing my glam. It's very glamspirational. Yeah. Oh my God. I had to get my picture taken this week as an aside. And I just felt like Erica Jane. I had the glam squad. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I just got really into it. And then like, I was kind of competitively watching it with my friends and we'd be WhatsApping about it all the time being like, oh my God, have you got to this part yet? Yeah, I've got like, so I've completed Beverly Hills and I'm nearly finished season seven of New York. Oh my so God. I'm flying it. I'm so you've flying watched, it. You've watched 10 seasons of Beverly Hills in as many months <laughs> and you've yeah. gotten through seven seasons <laughs> of New York. I mean, because I think I have chatted to you about this on and off on Instagram and stuff where I've been like, listen, stick once you get into New York. Yeah, you, yeah. You I'll stick it. with it. Yeah, yeah. Because New York is a slightly different beast and I've kind of said this to people so many times, like Beverly Hills arrived when they perfected the format and it just looks a bit yes. better. Whereas New York... And once the cast you, is great with Beverly yeah. Hills from the get-go, like with New York they're getting to know how to be on a show and we're getting to know them mm. so they once they all have the beauty of New York is so many of them have stayed on for so long that by the time it gets yes. to season 6 and 7 there's so much more to the storylines because they've known each other for nearly a decade and there's real stuff yes. at play how no, do you I love it yeah. and like I, I just I kind of took Caitlin's advice and I skipped season I think it was season 4 oh, um, yes. which was Jill Zarin's last season just because I was hungry to catch up I might go back and watch it Yeah. Um, but I skipped that and then I started like so I'd watched seasons 1, 2 and 3 skipped 4 um, and then when I finished Beverly Hills I went straight into 5 so I'm uh, yeah I'm now towards the end of 7 Dorinda's joined the cast yes. poor Ramona's getting divorced like yeah. just, that shook me to death now because I really do think her and Mario are soulmates and just a fool um so yeah i'm nearly finished seven and i'm like I, I feel this kind of like need to catch up with it need to be where everybody else is now so yeah it's been a journey <laughs> and it's definitely affected my life like oh my god i'm writing features with the housewives in mind <laughs> like because working for a women's magazine you kind of have to be up to date on pop culture which i generally really am like um but this is that was one kind of area that had escaped me for the most part in, in the last few years. So now I just feel like, yeah, like I'm stuck in. And it feels like a moment when lots of people are stuck into it because they've been watching it on Netflix and then getting the Hey subscription and and there's not a lot to do in lockdown besides work and drink. So I feel like it's a really ripe time for it. But like I did a quiz a couple of issues ago in the magazine. It was like, which Real Housewife are you? <laughs> which Real Housewife in Beverly Hills are you? And I was just like living for it. I was like, this this is my work this is my magnum opus as a journalist <laughs> I also love I can tell you watch a lot of reality TV because you said with no irony you were like it's been a journey which is something they always say oh my god TV. like oh I'm a hoe for reality TV a hoe like I was watching the Kardashians I knew the Kardashians before they were cool I was watching them in like 2008-2009 and like obsessed with them because I'm an only child so I think I was just really obsessed with their dynamic do you remember in the early episodes they like opened Dash and pretended to work in the store together and <laughs> like so that's I'm kind of old school Kardashian and like the Hills obviously Laguna and then all of the competition 
television shows like X Factor and Pop Idol and Pop Stars Arrivals, everything. I've been a whore for the reality TV pretty much since Big Brother started. So I consider myself quite the expert, which is why I'm really pleased now to be getting involved in the Bravo canon because, you know, it has somewhat eluded me until now. So, And what's the appeal then as someone who's watched a lot of reality TV and you've gone face first into housewives this year yeah why, why do you think it has such appeal what have you what draws you to it and why do you think it's kind of like stuck with viewers so much the last few like many years it has everything to me like it has these amazing casts of women who all have these fantastic connections in these amazing cities like they've all i feel like they're, they're all kind of background characters in the larger scheme of hollywood and new york um and they just they're rich they're ridiculous they like to get drunk all the time they have a lot of them just have no self-awareness especially in the beginning and just say the most ridiculous things they're glamorous like gorgeous makeup and the fashion is hilarious because it goes from like laughing at them in the early seasons to like coveting every single thing that Kyle Richards owns and nowadays like she's just Gucci head to toe and I'm bereft um but yeah and as well the journey is really important like I love seeing the ups and downs of their friendships and their marriages and their kids growing up like the going to college episodes always just set me over the edge because it's just so I can't imagine you know like living that kind of life and then being thrust out of this safe bubble into college in like North Carolina or whatever and having to be normal when your mom is on a reality TV show. I just think it's amazing. So I think it like hits on every level that reality TV can hit on. And also Ridey Husbands, mm. Mauricio, Mario, both like love them both, like a swarthy older gentleman. Um, <laughs> see, it has everything for me. It has like house porn, travel porn, beauty porn, fashion porn, husband porn, everything. Friendship porn. Um, and I just love the I love the fact actually, one thing that often um, interests me as a writer is the concept of female friendship and I just love the way they can have these huge fucking fights where they're throwing glasses at each other and grabbing each other's throats and then somewhat recover in a really awkward manner but like oftentimes just proceed on with friendship and it get get better and they get closer over time so yeah like it really does have everything for me as a reality show like it ticks every single box and also I kind of love the fact that my husband hates it like most of the time he'll warm to, to most things that I'm watching but this is just like no ridiculous although he does fancy Lisa Vanderpump so he would watch episodes with her that is so interesting because I know you haven't watched Vanderpump Rules, but there's sort of a running beat where like some of the guys in that show, like who are like kind of late 20s, 30s, and they obviously get older and they have this weird thing. They're like, yeah, Lisa's kind of hot. And Lisa's like, oh, she's so hot. Oh, stop it, darling. Oh, I hate stop. sex. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ken hasn't gotten up in me in years. Oh, it's the time for the English drag. It's like she's so weird because she's beautiful, but she acts she like she's so hideous. Yeah, but like to me, she's a Jackie Collins character come to life. Like yes. she is the the lucky Santangelo of uh, the Beverly Hills housewife. She's like beautiful in a kind of plumped up, weird, fake way. But she has this sexy body, like she's this ass that just won't quit. And like, I love the way she wears her shirts tucked into her jeans with belts. Like, it's just so hilarious, like fashion time warp, but it really works. And she gets her shirts all custom made and in every color and they have her name on them. I just think she's so fabulous. Like in the hair, the lip gloss, it's she's my like dream aesthetic for when I'm in my, what, how old is she? 17. <laughs> 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 I, I can, I can, but I'm in my late 50s. <laughs> Don't this, tell her I said that. She'll never send me any Vanderpump Rose. This is how I know you've watched a lot of it because you just slagged them off like they're your friends. That's how you know you're Ooh. in deep because you don't need to say that about someone. Are you they not my friends? Well. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm a 
obsessed. Like I feel like Lisa is like the the granny you now to big sister that I've always It's a bad day for Lisa Vanderpump. I know. I'm sorry, but I love her. She's one of my faves. Like I'm not a Vanderpump apologist. I absolutely think she's a Machiavellian master manipulator. Um, but she's just a character and a half. Like I feel like I could write a series of novels based on Lisa Vanderpump, and maybe I will. That's actually not a bad idea, Jesus. And you're so right. I'd never, I'd never made the Jackie Collins connection, but it's oh. funny because I do think the the housewives owe a lot to the American soaps of the '80s, like Dallas and Dynasty, and even daytime 100%. soaps. And it's funny when yeah. soap stars come on to Housewives because I'm kind of like, well, like particularly Lisa Rinna, you're like this, this, <laughs> this That's is the new soap. Anyway, of course you did. Yeah. You're on Melrose Place, of course you'd be on Real Housewives. Absolutely, I'm obsessed with her. Also, can I just say, I love the way you say housewives. You say it like Kyle Richards. Do I? <laughs> yeah, I housewives. You say it exactly like her. My favorite thing is at the start of every episode when they're like, previously on Real, I would say housewives, but Kyle Richards and you go, housewives. <laughs> I love it. I've never ever noticed yeah, that before. And now I'm doing a podcast where I'm going to call it housewives and me because I don't know. Housewives. It's never gonna it's I'm never gonna be yeah. able to say without thinking, wow my god, Richard <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to draw your attention to it, but I also had to because it's perfect. <laughs> That's so gas. I've never ever thought of that. So what do you think yeah. of the so you mentioned that you like Lisa, even though you can see her falls and you enjoy Lisa Rinna. You yeah. mentioned just before we started that you're a Kyle Richards apologist. Why are you a Kyle Richards apologist? Oh, I just think she's the most fascinating backstory. Like, I just love the Hilton connection and the fact that she's been best friends with Kris Jenner and the Marley corrupt Faye Resnick forever. She, <laughs> I just feel like she's real old, you know, Hollywood, dug in, Bel Air, Beverly Hills bitch. I think she's gorgeous. I love her style. I love her makeup. Like, I, I want to believe the best about her marriage, like she does. But I hear lots of rumors about Mauricio being a, mm. a naughty boy. And I don't want to believe them because I just feel like her marriage is the center of her entire universe. And that's lovely. Uh, I think she's a great mom. I just really love her. Like, I think she can be a fucking bitch. But um, yeah, I think she can be an absolute fucking bitch. And I don't know if I'd want to be friends with her. But she fascinates me because she's like the popular girl. She's always the one with all of the drama kind of centered around her. And she seems to have like... So so many different types of friends so many different friend groups um, and also obviously the drama with her sisters is just like the tea I'm like I find myself frantically googling like big Kathy and you know and when I watch Paris Hilton's documentary kind of shed some light as well I just feel like I've been hearing of and about Kyle and the Hiltons and the Kardashians for so many years and they have this really rich textured celebrity pop culture history between OJ and everything you know so I just find her particularly fascinating and I love her house and her dogs and yeah she's a gas bitch I do like the house actually, like the newer house she's in. It's it's very like because I don't often like how huge the houses are on some of the shows. In the sense, that I like yeah, they're too big. I like it from a point of view of watching them, but like I always try and picture myself in some of the houses. And I'm like, that's too big. But Kyle's is kind of homey. It is, and like I love that in her old house. I love like the fact she had the bar, and she. Just, I just think she's a bit of a party girl, and I I also love the way she's like, no, I'm not. I never smoke weed. What are you talking about? It's like, come on, your husband's the biggest stoner in town. Like she's just. I just think she's a messer. Um, and yeah, I love, I don't know, I, I'm not a person who loves kids, but I love her kids for some reason. I just think they're all so glam and bitchy. I love that they've all got into business with Mauricio and they're all just selling these bazillion dollar houses and just living the glamorous life. Like it's, it's amazing. How do you feel about Kyle after, because you've just watched every Beverly Hills season and I feel like yes. season 10, because Lisa Vanderpump was gone, 
I, I'm so curious how you feel about this because you've watched it all in such quick succession. Like, yeah. obviously, you get nine years of Lisa, who's then kind of ousted. And I feel like Kyle is trying to take that Lisa Vanderpump position. Oh, absolutely. She doesn't have the stones and the skills to pull it off this quite the same way, I don't think. Like, she's not no, as smooth. She's, she's trying to be the Queen Bee in, in the same way. Like, she's trying to fight with people more, I feel. Like, she's a bit more aggressive. Um, but no, she definitely doesn't have the ice-cold killer in her that Vanderpump has to, like, <laughs> you know, be able to control everybody in, in such a way. Um, I felt like she's a little bit lost this season. Like, Garcelle was having none of her bullshit whatsoever and the whole Denise storyline just felt really like Kyle was kind of outside of that but trying to insert herself into it a bit and yeah I think she's a little bit lost with Lisa I think without Lisa I think they're a really good double act yeah I mean it's that weird thing where like for so long they were like truly did have a friendship and then you can Mm. see but also within that friendship there's the frenemy element and the who's going to be on screen kind of element like who's getting more airtime and then I felt like last Mm. season I feel like Kyle wanted to be Lisa Vanderpump's friend, but also felt like she couldn't just blindly side with her. I think she was afraid of how season nine would make her look if she didn't say she had concerns. And so to watch the friendship just implode the way it did was like Lisa not coming to the reunion, all that was just like, oh, The fight in the house, like I feel like Kyle was quite unprepared for it to go like that with Ken getting involved. And it it was quite shocking, like the way that went down, like Kyle looked shook after Mm. it but yeah I feel like Kyle's thinking more about the group and the show and the ensemble and she knows that so many times she's kind of stuck up for Lisa blindly and people have kind of thought less of her because of it and I think she was trying to shake that off a little bit or maybe she just had enough of the the manipulation as well at the same time you know like it has been 10 years of of Vanderpump pulling the strings maybe she was just like it's my time I feel like Ken was getting a bit doddery as well and he wasn't coming across great I'm curious I mean like there's I I don't know if you follow any of the Vanderpump rules stuff but there's huge questions about how and when they're going to start filming and I think it's for the first time Lisa Vanderpump doesn't have a clear trajectory of where she's going to be in terms of filming a tv show and I'm wondering what that's like for her because she spent 10 years on two shows yeah. you know and kind yeah. of being the queen bee of two shows so I wonder what and then obviously her restaurants are closed and all this kind of stuff like of course she's had a mad year I'd say like I love Lisa Vanderpump as well because of the doggy thing I'm also a fellow doggy obsessive so I'm obsessed with the fact that she has Vanderpump dogs the shop is like a camp dream I just really want to go there as soon as we're allowed to travel again like she's just she's like a character to me I don't think of her as a person which is really weird um and also I hate Pandora I feel like I should be her daughter and not Pandora (laughs) (laughs) she's just so fucking boring yeah adopt me Lisa again (laughs) she just I feel like if Lisa Vanderpump was your mother like surely you could you know inherit some of her glamour and tenacity but Pandora's just like Ugh, boring. <laughs> like and Jason, I just can't stand them. I actually hate them. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> not, well. not deserved. Like it's not deserved. I think Sorry, too. With um kids like that, it's that cliche of like when kids have a really famous parent who's known for being wild, the kids sometimes become very dull almost it. And Lisa's so camp and like moneyed. Yes. I feel like the kids are like, I need to play it down, which is funny because famous kids are such a part of Beverly Hills and I feel like famous kids in pop culture have had this moment and it's just funny now watching Bella and Gigi Hadid be like literally two of the biggest models in the world and I'm like I feel yes. like I saw you as teenagers at your mum's lemon fridge on I know three nose jobs as well 
I know and the Hamlins as well my god those girls like they look so different I keep like I was showing Joe my husband he had absolutely no interest but I was like look at what she looks like now when we were watching like the early Delilah Bell episodes it's amazing to me it's like watching Kylie Jenner's metamorphosis Um, like it's just everyone in Beverly Hills seems to just get a nose a new nose when they're like 17 or 18 and it's just the thing (laughs) everyone I mean I don't think there's a famous person out there with their original nose no, and it's funny, it's often celebs you wouldn't suspect and you do the before and after and you think, oh, it's yes. just a bad photo, like a, a weird angle. Like, no, they've actually had no, their nose done. The bones in their face have changed. <laughs> like, And I, I suspect it's the work of Paul Nassif. Like, I, uh, that's who I would go to if, if I was, yeah. you know, in Hollywood and looking for a nose job. But like, I've said this to you before on social media. I think Erica Jane's face is a work of art. And I think yes. it's mostly injectables. But whoever does her, uh, her needles and, and whoever is her dermatologist is just amazing she's a vampire like she looks incredible and like I don't know if I could put that much makeup on my face either I'd like to try like it's like it's drag it's pure drag yeah Erica in particular like from the makeup to the actual use of fashion and the way like I've actually said this to people before and it sounds a bit mad but like particularly the last season of Beverly Hills you had Erica and Dorit really going there in the fashion stakes competing they, yeah <laughs> competing in a way I actually think that it's I feel it because they get on now there's it's actually more for our entertainment which I appreciate right but like you see Dorit and she's surrounded by a gaggle of kind of young glam girls and it's all very designer driven and Absolutely. I feel like they're kind of going, okay, today it's Gucci with Dior and Dior with Gucci. Whereas Erica yeah. goes into a room with a bunch of gays and goes, gays, okay, so yeah. you're giving me walk down the house to the beat. <laughs> 90s Motown chic. Like it's like they have a list of references and a story, which is very dry because drag performers go, I'm giving you X meets Y from the lens yeah. of my favorite movie. And I always feel like Erica on some level is there with her gaggle of gays going, okay, today the story we're telling is this. Whereas Dorit's like, yeah, it's costume. Do Gucci with Gucci and Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Both are fun, but they're very different 100%. stories. 100%. Yeah, Dorit's like, yeah, Versace head to toe and like the ridiculous hair. And yeah, Erica is 100% in costume and character. And she says that herself. Like, yeah. I just think it's so amazing. Like, what a life. What a life she has. So yeah, I feel like I, I'm, I'm living for Erica Jane, to be honest. And I just think she's so cool as well. Like, literally, cool as a cucumber. And when she gets angry, I'm like yes bitch deserved because like she just puts up with so much shit and manages to keep this straight face for most of it and like I, I'd be her during all of the, the petty arguments that are going on I'd just be sitting there taking it all in and then then would explode so yeah I relate hard I do find Erica's like I know some people don't like that side of her that she's so kind of removed and then just freaks out but I find it so interesting because everyone else in Housewives in general being volatile is sort of rewarded. So being someone who goes, yes. how dare you at every instance is rewarded by the show. So I love the way Erica will sit there and then just be like, don't you ever say that to me. It's so wild. Oh, my son. It's <laughs> wild. She's terrifying. And then you can tell she always feels really bad afterwards. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like the next day, you're, I just want, I want to apologize. <laughs> I just yeah. love her. She's amazing. Do you know what? I actually, I struggle now to find people I don't really like on Housewives. Like I hated Dorita first, hated her and PK. I was just like, who are these two absolute doses but over time I've come to like both of them him less so but I actually really like her now um didn't wasn't mad on Denise or Aaron but they're not coming back so that's fine Denise had a great first season because it was like the shotgun of having her on the show and even the husband and her got a great edit and then I felt like when she didn't play ball this year they really showed you the other side of the husband and I was like wait a minute totally he's he's a very strange person seems to be like catnip for the older ladies of Beverly Hills they're all mad for him oh my god <laughs> like, stop who was he? He was married to Nicolette Harry Hammond 
Hamlin was married to Nicolette. It's just, this is what I love about it. I love the backstory. Like I love the frantic Googling. And I remember Nicolette Sheridan leaving Harry Hamlin for Michael Bolton. Like I remember that. And I don't know how. It's just in my <laughs> brain somehow. I don't even know how old I was. But yeah, I just feel like Denise was just a bit out of her depth this season. Like she just, she you could tell she regretted a lot of things that she'd done the previous season. Like just being a bit loose lipped or whatever. Like forgetting that she's on television. And she was trying to, to portray a character this year, I think. And it just it just didn't fly. And I just think she, I get weird vibes off the two of them big time. Like it's really contradictory, like the steak and strippers, but you're not allowed to talk about anything in front of her children. Interesting. I feel like if you were on the show, you would have been like uh, part of the people being like, Denise, that's not what you said. <laughs> you yeah, oh, totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me and Kyle, the bitches in the corner. Yeah, I, like I wonder. I think I am most like Erica, but there's definitely a whack Kyle off me. And yeah, but no. Vanderpump was my queen I do miss her like but I feel like with the housewives I've just so much to catch up on like I've barely watched Atlanta I've only just watched a couple of Potomac is it Potomac or Potomac I say it's Potomac it's Potomac yeah yeah so I've just watched a couple of those but I felt again like I just need to devote my energy to one franchise at a time I think New Jersey is just too yuck for me they're just too yuck yeah, the first two seasons are iconic because so many famous housewives things happen, but then I fell off like a bit myself. Like the table myself. flipping. The table yeah, flipping. I watched that at the time. Yeah, so. But I don't think I could devote time to it now. And like, I'm such an Italian hun. Like, I just love an Italian-American princess. And I, I just, I, I love New York. New Jersey's just always <laughs> felt like the poor cousin or something. But I love Sopranos. So I'm like, I should be absolutely bad into this. But and they're, they're the same show, old. Sopranos and Jersey, I've always said. <laughs> Oh, 100%. 100%. James Gandolfini like, wishes. <laughs> oh, he wishes. Oh, RIP. I love him so much. Um, but yeah, like Teresa and stuff. Like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like they're a bit, it's a bit too rough. But again, I might eventually get to it once I run out of all of the, the classier, classier Real franchises. Because <laughs> um, that's what we're looking for here, class. <laughs> you mentioned all the... He mentioned all the celebrity backstories and, and all that stuff in Beverly Hills. And obviously we know Denise has left, Teddy's left. Apparently Garcelle is coming back. To Bye. Now. So we have yes. Garcelle again, which is great. I but really if, like Garcelle. And I know obviously you're a Kardashians fan. And this rumor I don't think was true, but there was a whole talk of Chris Jenner joining the show. Chris, there's, yeah. There's stories about Kathy Hilton um, Ugh, maybe being a, friend, being a friend of this season. If you could throw a couple of like Hollywood stars into the Beverly Hills mix, who would be <gasps> bring people to pop in? Oh my gosh. Well, Chris, I, I did nearly, when she appeared on screen at Kyle's party in season 10, I literally screamed, Chris! And <laughs> Joe was like, what? And I was like, it's fine. So, Except I've been waiting for her to pop up because obviously you know that they're BFF and Faye is BFF. Oh my God, who would I put in there? Jesus Christ. It's, it's kind of too big of a question. I have to think about it. Chris would be iconic. I think it might be better to put like, I don't know, Malika in there or somebody like yeah. that. One of the kind of, um, or what's that girl's name that used to be married to? Larsa Pippen. Who was on. She would be perfect. I she's think she, she's on. Uh, she was, I mean, there's people who will know this for sure. I think she's on Real Housewives of Miami briefly or like her family Ooh, are. Really? So she is sort of, Miami was a short lived one. But she was involved in Miami. So, I mean, actually, Larsa doing Housewives is not the is not the weirdest idea either, actually. Like, I know she's not a Hollywood star or whatever. I'm just thinking in the reality sphere because, like, are there any other actresses besides Denise Richards and Lisa Rinna? Maybe, like, Heather Locklear for pure drama, but I don't know if she's able. God bless her. Yeah, I know. There was... Had a tough time. 
But you know Heather Locklear, what like the even the Heather Locklear sort of Denise thing that they touched on yes. briefly, like with it Richie be, Sambora, it's like so oh, yeah. to have. I mean, as you say, oh Heather's gosh. had a rough few years, so maybe she's not in that mm. place. But if she was able to do Housewives, her and Rinna like talking about Denise would be oh, fucking hilarious, incredible, absolutely incredible. I'm trying to think like Pamela Anderson. Oh my God, she'd be yeah. perfect as well. Pammy, oh, like I do feel like they need to step it up a gear now, especially with. Kardashians ending and stuff they have the opportunity now to become a lot more mainstream because who'd have thought keeping up with Kardashians would become the absolute beast that it did so I think they have yeah they have the opportunity to to really when in especially in Beverly Hills there's nowhere else really that you have that concentration of celebrity and crossover so and I'd also I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of kind of younger gals I know Teddy didn't really work out but that's because she was as boring um I wonder if there's some other kind of like celeb you spawn that are like in their early 40s yeah. like 30s that could fit in like because the, the Beverly Hills crowd are that bit younger like Dorit's young and well none of the rest of them we've seen how but... you judge ages with housewives already oh no I swear I'm not ages I do you know what? I have no interest in pop culture of my own age like absolutely zero I'm all about the 40 plus pop culture like I I don't care I just feel like like for example no shade at all to Dolly Alderton but like when I read her books her her memoir and her novel I was just like I feel kind of past that stage already do you know what I mean and I feel like there's nobody writing stuff for women in their late mid to late 30s early 40s I think I get that fix from Housewives and from Kardashians like when I heard Kim was going to be 40 yesterday I think I read it and I just gagged I was like oh my god that's my reference point to that age group like Britney Beyonce you know I'm showing my age here I'm 34 and three quarters um but that's I don't really care about the the younger folk so much I'm I'm very much into the middle-aged ladies <laughs> <laughs> she's not <laughs> she's not middle-aged but I have this I've said this to a few friends and I just think it will be so like they it's never been rumored it probably would never happen but i would love megan fox on real housewives of beverly oh my god amazing that generation denise richard she's come out and said how she was portrayed as a sex mistreated um and she isn't really and she's got this whole she's only just divorced her a lot well like i don't know if they're even married but she's just left her long-term partner she's with a young yeah She's gorgeous, but I feel like she's also a bit mad and a bit eccentric in a great way. Like, I find her fascinating. So I'm like, oh, my God, if they could get Megan Fox. Because she also, she's like Denise. She's a name, but she doesn't really do big movies anymore. You know, that kind of weird. No, she kind of fucked herself in Hollywood, didn't she? Like, by by speaking out ahead of the curve of everybody else speaking out. And then I think she was kind of blacklisted a little bit. Um, I think she'd be amazing. And especially because she was married to Brian Austin Green, who was in Beverly Hills 90210. Right. That has the, the connections going back. I'm just thinking now that you're talking to me about this, I'm like, who else would I like to see? Obviously, everyone would like to see Meghan Markle pop up, even at like a lunch or something. I'd love for her to just walk in and everybody shit themselves. <laughs> that, that would be, be so funny. amazing. Like, oh my God, I'd die. Lindsay Lohan, obviously. Yes. Would kill for Lindsay Lohan to pop up. But you know what? I quite like that they're not, they don't get people that are that famous. I like that they're kind of just adjacent, fame adjacent or like, you know, well-known in, in smaller circles. I, I like that they're not big, huge celebrities. And I think that maybe Denise being involved took away from that a little bit. Mm. So unless it's somebody reality adjacent like Chris Jenner, like, you know, or Pamela Anderson, who's kind of dabbled in the past. I feel like I want to see the people who used to be on MTV Cribs. Like yes. they're they're the people that I want to see pop up. That I really am showing my age, but like I've no time for the Hayley Bieber's and the Kylie Jenner's. Really, like I find them half interesting, but the TikTok generation can just do one. Like especially in in terms of Real Housewives, no. 
So you've been watching a lot of Beverly Hills. We did mention New York there. How do you yes. feel about New York? Because you mentioned that you started it like a few years ago, watched it and have come back. Like, mm. obviously, there, it's such a different show to Beverly Hills. Like, how do you feel? Totally. I feel like it's more of a sketch show than anything. Like, I feel like there's times when I'm watching New York, especially in the early seasons with Kelly Benson where I just feel like I'm cringing so hard that I'm going to explode. Like, it's just some of it's just really like cringy comedy. Um, I feel like as it's gone on, it's it's less so. It's a lot more kind of about them as real people as opposed to characters. Um, I feel like season seven has really come into its own with um, Ramona's divorce and Luann. Like, I love season seven because Bethany's back. There's eight full-time cast members members like it's just it's all going off and uh Luann just like riding around <laughs> being unapologetic about it I just love that yeah I feel like it's uh, now it's where I'm watching nearly finished season seven it's kind of hit its peak for me I love Carol Radzewell I hate Heather but then I also find myself agreeing with her sometimes I just find her so annoying that holla thing needs holla. to die like, holla. like what, what Joe was watching the credits the other day and he went what the fuck is that like the holla thing just needs to, I've never even heard her say it in the show like it's just in the credits it's like what, what's happening um I like Kristen Takeman but I think she's an awful gum god bless her like she just stands around looking beautiful and perplexed all the time and not really doing anything and I hate her husband I just feel like there's loads going on in season seven so that's why I'm particularly bed into it I love Dorinda I just feel like she's as rough she's gas and yeah I just I feel like it's really hit its stride love that Bethany came back love Bethany like years ago I'd watch Bethany Ever After and like all of her spin-off shows I feel kind of heavily invested in her I've still never had a skinny girl margarita though and this distresses me because they're they're not good I had the displeasure they're not good well I sorry I will say I didn't enjoy them I'm sure some people do enjoy them I had it years ago expanded so much I've never very proud of her and also like mortified for her that like there's so many skinny girl products now it's just really the name crazy. has not held I know. Up. it feels no, very very feels very mid-2000s to call your product skinny anything now it's just no absolutely it's not it's not a good look but at the same time it's, it, it, I do want a less calorific margarita so I absolutely get why it's been successful because yeah put that agave syrup in there and you're flying um, but yeah I just I've always really liked Bethany and when she popped up on Housewives last season she was extra bitchy but I feel like it was just because she was she felt comfortable with Kyle when she popped yes. on Beverly Hills she yeah she was just being a bit of a weapon to Erica which I did not like calling her video unprofessional and stuff what the fuck was that but now You're they pop star yeah exactly listen Erica is doing the damn you, thing you, yeah but I do think they're they're kind of I think they're friendly now. Like they were photographed at Christina Aguilera's birthday party together a few years ago, which I, which I was like to be a fly on that wall because Erica yeah. was booked to perform and and Christina right. Aguilera is a big Housewives fan. So I was like, my God, I I think I'd fit right in over Christina's house. Yo, you would absolutely. Oh my God, Jessica Simpson. Oh, I'd love to see Jessica Simpson on it. Oh yes. my God, she'd be perfect. Oh, she doesn't drink anymore though. But that could be her, not to sound awful. That could be, that could be be part of the show. She can talk about it. That sounds really, that's how I watch too much. I'm like, that could be your storyline. I'm like, oh. Oh no, absolutely. I'm exactly the same. No, but like, I feel, I just feel really proud of Jessica. Like I read her book um, earlier this year and I was just obsessed with it. I just feel like she's the most lovely celebrity and like gorgeous and a bit of crack and has lots of tea. Oh my God. Like, I feel like she's more than she's told us. That book was wild. It was wild, like obsessed with it. I just love her. I just feel like she's the, the consummate reality TV star. Like Newlyweds would be one of my favorite shows of all time. Jessica will be great on Beverly Hills. I think she makes so much bloody money from all that clothing. So she never has oh, to do yeah, a thing. She's so rich. And I got that vibe from the book. Like not that she's spoiled per se, but that she's gotten 
the the branding thing has been so successful that she can be super selective and that's probably why she did the book when she did it she's like i don't have to worry about this anymore but in a perfect world she doesn't need to do it like that they're the kind of people that you want to do it right same with chris like i just want i know she like um andy said you know she's had complete control as an executive producer over her show for the past 20 or however 14 years why would she come and do housewives now when she has no control I get that, but I still want, these are the people that I'm interested in. Oh my God, Christina as well. We could dreamcast an entire like five season, five different spin-off ones. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I Amazing. would love, um, I actually do think the Kathy thing, if they were to really go there, even have her as friend of, see where it goes and bring her on as full-time later on. Like I re- I've always wanted them to properly peel apart the Kyle-Kathy dynamic because it's just- right. There's something there. We know that she was kind of the mother. We know that she kind of, there's something a little bit, and you see it in the Paris Hilton doc. Kathy is quite intimidating. She sits there and she kind of glowers and she's like, oh, well, I didn't know that happened. I just think if Kathy was willing to. Thick skin. Yeah, it would be fascinating. But isn't the shenanigans with her husband's business and Mauricio's business and that's why they had the big falling out Mauricio went out on his own and took clients or something like that that's so that's why Kyle occasionally gets banned from things like Nikki's wedding that's why Mauricio is not welcome so I feel like that will be really interesting but it's kind of too you know complicated family dynamics the Paris doc I thought she came across really badly um, like literally made of steel just disposed of her daughter when she was being bold and her daughter's fully traumatized by it and like can't really even explain that to her how difficult it was I just feel like yeah she, she did not come across well and I know I just I find the whole Richards dynamic absolutely fascinating like poor Kim uh, their yeah, mother Jesus. like Oof. the whole thing like Kyle seems to have come out of it all remarkably well like the best out of all of them. She seems to be quite generally happy-go-lucky and happy in her marriage, regardless of whether the rumors are true. And she seems to be a really good mom herself and she's been very successful, but I would just love a deep dive. I know there is a couple of books, but they're not really authorized. I'd love an authorized deep dive into the Richards dynamic. To me, it's it's Kardashian-esque and I'm here for that. I know. It's, it's sort of... It's funny, isn't it? Because there's that weird thing with Housewives where it's meant to be sort of quote unquote aspirational or escapist, but it is also kind of a leveler because on some level they okay. all get drawn into the dirt in some way at some point. They're like yes. Erica's cool as a cucumber, but then she growls like a a, a dog at someone. Or Kyle yeah. is sort of this you know glamorous kind of working mom actress Hollywood lifestyle, but then her relationship with her family is really strained. Like they all yes. kind of have their highs and their lows and it, we're, and obviously look, they're all still rich and successful on TV. They'll be fine. But you do get to see like kind of, they rub away the, the, the glass or the mirror really easily and you're like, oh, it's not all perfect. Yeah, like I don't ever watch it and think to myself, I'd love to be like them. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to be like, I'd like to watch it closer, but I don't, it is aspirational in the fact that I'd like to own Kyle's bag collection and her jackets, but that's all just surface shit. You know, like in, in reality, I don't think, I, it makes me wonder why anybody would ever want to be reality star famous. You know, it's just like this, you're literally opening yourself up to every sort of dirt and just people attacking you and I I honestly don't know how they do it so I find that really interesting because yes there is this surface level aspiration but beyond that Jesus no it would make me want to hide away in a cave um, rather than do anything like that with my life so 
better place to them. They're braver women than I, because you're just opening yourself up to everyone rooting around in your life. Like I spend my life rooting around for gossip on these ladies. It's ridiculous. I know, I know. I'm I'm like, no, no, I'll speculate on you, but you're not speculating on me. Like it's yeah, yeah cause... And it's funny because I hate these websites and forums in Ireland and the UK set up to dissect influencers' lives. Like I absolutely won't even click on them or give them the time of day or entertain them. Um but it's so funny because I'll absolutely read Reddit threads about these housewives. <laughs> I'm like, it's actually no different. They're just not as local. You know, they're, I know they're globally famous and I'm very handsomely paid and all of that. But yeah, I find it weird the way I'll gladly root around for dirt on them. But I find it really like appalling when, it, when it's people, you know, around the corner from me. It's such a strange thing. It's so funny because often their drama is around like leaking things to Radar Online, <laughs> whereas, you know, here it's it's a lot more kind of insular and colloquial. But yeah, I think as well, if you're if you're living in L.A. or New York and you're used to living among celebrities and wealth and paparazzi, it's just a different level. Like, I think they just they expect it a bit more. Um, but yeah, like I, I do do a good route around the gutter of the Internet to try and find out information about people. It's terrible. Uh, but it just goes to show it is like a real life soap opera. It's like some people's Coronation Street. I'm just dug in, like absolutely dug into it now. And there's no get me out. Um, We've talked about like sort of the LA world and celebrity star spotting and stuff. But I'm curious, have you ever had a run in with any Real Housewives, real life social media or otherwise? Oh no, I don't think I have. God, that means I've, I haven't made it. Um, I saw I saw Adrian Maloof from across the street in, when I was doing a Beverly Hills walking tour, like I want wow. to say 2006. And I only realized it was her afterwards. Um, when the when I started watching the show, she was everything you would expect. Um, but no, never never had any tweets or anything i'm devo i'd love lisa rinna to tweet me <laughs> or kyle <laughs> I'm, I'm just yeah i'm i absolutely adore rinna i know a lot of people love her hate her i just think she, she owns it but yeah like Im- imagine a real housewives-esque dublin version like an actual franchise version like who who would you want on it i don't we know to, to dreamcast it's... sorry i'm interviewing you now yeah no it's fine <laughs> old habits for, like it's funny because I'm wondering because I I haven't launched the podcast as we're doing this and I'm so curious from where people are going to listen so I feel like anyone outside yeah. Ireland would be like well who cares but I actually think it's so interesting yeah. like I think like Suzanne Jackson will be great yes. for that kind of show no brainer I've been saying to her for years do a show and she's been approached countless times like she's yeah. she just has no interest in I think it private yeah. life being public. Which is fair. I mean, I do think yeah. Pippa O'Connor will be good because Pippa's very likable. And like, I actually met her doing telly stuff years ago, just working behind the scenes. And Pippa's actually, I mean, I think people know this about her now, but like, she's very warm and funny. And I actually think Lovely. she's also friends with Dorit. So I'm like, there you go. Yes. Oh how, my God. That was how, amazing. How mental is that that she's friends with Dorit? And Claudine Keane. Like she's popped up on um, Beverly Hills a couple of times in the background and in the foreground of PK's 50th. She was there clapping away. I, my eagle eye. Yeah. So she'd be good. Pippa, Pippa, Suzanne, who else? I mean, Celia Home and Lee would be iconic because oh, she is glamorous. Iconic. Again, I've worked with, I actually worked on Celebrity Salon with Pippa and Celia and I was both, I remember being like Celia, and this was like 10 years ago, I'm like Celia's iconic. A lady. And she constantly, lady. like, she'd keep bringing up her age. She'd be like, well, I'm such and such years old, you know? And I was like, you don't need to keep telling us like your age. We know you're stunning. Like, it was so weird. Well, girlfriend is 70 like yeah. next month and she's just like obviously VIP is one of our magazines and she is so popular with our readers and she's so fabulous like she we did a shoot with her during lockdown in her back garden um, and she styled herself and she just looked like a supermodel like she's an absolutely amazing person I adore her and um, Pippa is like she's stellar gold our readers just 
absolutely love her um, and she's the nicest person and I think it's these really nice people like Suzanne as well that they're the ones that stick and have longevity like I know Pippa has some reality TV in her past like Celebrity Salon and of course her and Brian's wedding show mm. do you remember that? That was amazing yes. but again I think she's kind of I think a lot of them are just kind of over it like I think I want to see the likes of Twink like oh, I want a Twink and Linda Martin <laughs> Real Housewives <laughs> because that I want everyone the partner shoulder. <laughs> Everyone outside of Ireland to Google Twink Google Irish twink. actor. Don't Google Twink. That's a different thing altogether. <laughs> but Twink and Linda. Yeah, Google Twink Ireland and oh, actually no, yeah, Irish, <laughs> Irish, Irish performer. <laughs> and you should get her. She's like I can't even describe her. How would we describe her? I don't like, even know. Twink She's and so... Linda Martin are like two kind of Irish showbiz legends, and in a way, they're because they were friends. They fell out. They used to be in like shows together back in the day their falling out is not unlike lisa vanderpump and carl richard so they will be yeah. the and kyle of, our, of ireland in a way absolutely yeah and people just have a real soft spot for them they're very camp there's just a real love for them in irish culture like twink goes to the supermarket with her parrot on her shoulder and then during this whole corona crisis she was told she couldn't bring her parrot anymore to the supermarket and then the next day the supermarket retracted this and said the parrot is a valued customer it, it can come back so like this is what we're dealing with it's absolutely but like amazing. can you imagine her opening vt and she's like you know in fairness they they're allowed to but she'd be like bigging up her achievements and saying how great she was and she goes and i even get into trouble for my parrot and they could do a like a slideshow <laughs> all the press coverage <laughs> i also think that people outside of ireland should google twink zip up your mickey because that will tell you everything you need to know yeah um, do you know yeah what? we That's, need to say no more about that twink is actually a real housewife in her own way now that i think about it um speaking of housewives so i do i'm gonna ask everybody this and i think you actually have this out there publicly so it's not a huge stretch (laughs) but your real housewives tagline i'm wondering what it is yes so it is actually my instagram bio (laughs) at vicky nataro uh life isn't all pink cashmere and frozen chips but it should be (laughs) (laughs) i love that you said frozen chips (laughs) Well, it actually came from lockdown when, right, I got a Lucy Nagel, beautiful Irish designer, a pink cashmere lounge suit and it's neon pink. It, my husband absolutely hates it. I look ridiculous. I don't have a brown when I'm wearing it. So I look like a giant baby. Um, and I became addicted to it and would never take it off. And yeah, one night she was cooking me frozen chips uh, and steak and I had a glass of rosé and I just looked down and was just like, this is perfection. <laughs> this is what I want for my life. So that's where it came from. Obviously a riff on Lisa Vanderpump's iconic, I think it's season three or four, Life is Null, Diamonds and Rosé, but it should be. Um, so yes, that that is my tagline. It's out there in the universe, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> the funny it. thing was when I asked you the day, I said, oh, can, do you want to do the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Blah. and I said oh just think of a tagline because it's the kind of thing I don't like springing on people because you might want to think yeah. about it and you were just like it's in my Instagram and I went and I, I read have it. one I read it in Lisa's <laughs> voice I literally went live is an old pink sh- casualty and frills and chips but it should be and I was like imagining her saying it it kind of sends me imagining. it's so silly like she'd love pink cashmere frozen chips maybe not so much but this Lucy Nagel lounge suit Lucy if you're listening you should send her one because she'd rock it she loves a bit of pink and a bit of cashmere oh my it's god Hand wash only though that's the only thing about it <laughs> that's the reality of it you're like yeah then i have to hand wash it yeah i don't have hung over exactly. i don't have maids to wash it i have to wash it myself so that that is the difference between myself and vanderpump have you tried her rosé you said hey you i have some. i have a bottle in the fridge that hey you very kindly sent me and i'm not gonna lie it's still in the fridge because i'm almost like i kind of 
afraid to drink it i'm not even that well i don't drink a lot of rosé so it's more just me being like i want to open it on the right occasion and i'm like give it to me but i'm (laughs) also like it's never gonna be the right occasion just open the bottle and just keep the bottle because it is so camp like every so often i just take it out of the fridge and i go that's gas because it has like your signature on it and not like sign but and they don't sell it in the uk or ireland i've tried to purchase it because i'm a rosé whore yes i actually bought john bon jovi's rosé from his vineyard in south france recently just for fun this is the things that happen in lockdown by pink cashmere and john bon jovi rosé <laughs> and uh yeah i just can't get leases for love nor money that they don't have a distributor outside the states so i'm like get at somebody why and like ramona pino as well like i want to try these wines are they nice who knows but i want to try them and be the judge of that like sarah jessica parker and kylie are at it why i know have their own range and super value are even like if I was, I mean, if I was Lisa now, I'd be kind of sniffing around, like even doing a smaller drop in a few places and just see how it goes. And those places deliver yeah. online, say but like one place in Ireland has wine it. wine is lit. Like it's, it's a huge industry. You're nobody if you don't have a wine now. It used to be perfume. Like why hasn't Chris Jenner done a line of white wine or vodka? Like it's an absolute oh no brainer to me. Chrissy Imagine. vodka. Chris, vodka, like what? Like I buy it. I don't even drink vodka and I buy it. Like this is, I just, if I was an Irish alcohol distributor right now, I would be looking at what's going on in pop culture and getting that shit into Ireland big time because we're real adopters of that stuff. Big time. Like the Kylie, the Graham Norton wines, the Kylie wines, the SJP wines. People buy them because of the celebrity association, which is gas. Um, because we're not sure where, a lot of people just aren't sure where to start with wine. So they'll start with something familiar. So they're, Free idea, everyone. <laughs> for all the vintners and wine and yes. off license owners who, for sure, listen to this podcast in their droves. Absolutely, free ID for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking mm. of wine and you know a relaxing evening and whatnot, um, it something I want to ask everybody when I do mm-hmm. these this show. Hopefully, I'm, I'm so curious what people are going to say as I do more of these. You're throwing a dinner party. Can invite five real housewives. Now I will allow oh, friends yes. of, or maybe a husband or a side character, but five people from the real housewives world can come to yours for dinner. Who are you choosing and why? Oh my gosh! Well, it depends. Do I want fireworks or do I want a nice, pleasant time? I yes. think I want a nice, pleasant time. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'd invite the people that I like and that like each other. So I would have Bethany. I'd have Kyle. I'd have Rena. I really want to have Vanderpump, but she's actually not that much fun. So I actually Mm. won't have Vanderpump. I'll have Mauricio. Oh. He can play, yeah, just a bit of eye candy. And then, do I want to throw a wild one in the bunch? Would I have Brandy? Probably. But would that be a relaxing evening, having Brandy there? I mean, we could all just laugh at her. Like, I just wouldn't take the bait with her, you know? How many is that? That's five. I think that's perfect. Because Brandy would get drunk and flirt with two husbands, mine mm. and Kyle's. Because <laughs> 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 he's there, obviously. Um, Rinna, she doesn't need Harry Hamlin. Oh, but I want Erica. No, maybe I'd have Erica. Instead of Brandy? Yeah, so I'd have Bethany, Mauricio, Kyle, um, Erica, and Rinna. 
yeah, that'd be fun. Oh my God, that'd be lit. We could play Cards Against Humanity and do shots of tequila. And oh, I just want this to happen in my new kitchen. Just, just had a renovation is worthy of housewives would love to have them over and also then they do that thing where they do like they if it was being filmed for the show it would be filmed in slow-mo and they'd all cool would be like oh this God. is beautiful where oh did my you, God, get, where'd you get your countertops and yeah, i'd be like yeah, yeah. nolan's kitchens where my dad works <laughs> plug 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 <laughs> and i'd have just to piss them off i'd have to have sourced a case of uh vanderpump rose obviously and maybe some ramona pino just for fun no skinny girl margaritas because you said they're not nice Oh, you would, but you could, or or if you can't get those, you could just crack open a Kylie Minogue rose. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Oh my god, that. they'd love that. They'd love it. Oh my god, that sounds so fun. We'd have the best time. <laughs> you could come <laughs> you, too. It's funny actually. Vicky <laughs> just said we'd have the best time and kind of looked wistfully off. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> you were kind of like, oh god. <laughs> it's we're talking so on a Friday true. morning, so it's a, such a Friday vibe. So, are you thinking of what your next housewives thing might be, or do you need to finish New York before you can even think about it? I need to finish New York. I need to finish New York, but I'm thinking Potomac next. Yes. Caitlin, the the savant of housewives, says it's her favorite. She said it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and she said, was it you? Someone told me to go in around season three. Yes, I've been saying that to people because I started with season three. I've been able to make sense of all of it, and now right. season four and five, which is airing right now, like are just those two seasons are so good. So you're like, I see the memes. Gives, I'm like, yeah, yeah three gives you it. the here's the players, and then once you get to four, it ramps up. Everyone says one and right. two are fine, but not essential. So I'm like, you could go back okay. anyway, but three just hits the ground running. Okay, so I was going to do that next. I feel like Atlanta's too big of a beast for me to tackle at the moment. Like, I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with a lot of the characters. Yeah. I just, and I, I find this as well with um with New York and Beverly Hills. The first few seasons are really old-fashioned. Like, they're really naughties. And yeah. they, everything looks tacky and stuff. So I'm like, I never really want to go back that far. But I don't want to miss anything either. So where would you recommend starting with Atlanta? Is that from the start? So with Atlanta, I cheated slightly. I watched the very first episode. Then I watched the season one reunion. Then I watched watch season two okay. fully and then like season two is great season i know people say season one is good i just I, like you was like oh it looks the first season so rough and ready i was like i yeah. just need to jump ahead then i've so from two on i've watched two up to five and then i started watching it weekly around season nine so like season nine was a very good season actually i would just jump in around season two i mean a, a kind of a cheat you can do is watch a reunion of a season or two to see what you think of what's happened anyway i've no interest in orange county again watch that when it first came out because there was a lady called vicky on it but i don't like her oh yeah <laughs> vicky i thought of that yeah. um, and i just feel like they're a bit boring and then yeah new jersey i'm not that interested so i think yeah potomac and then Atlanta I think will be yes, for me yeah. and obviously keeping up with the others at all times and then maybe a bit of Vanderpump Rules uh, yeah and then also if you get kind of up to date watching them weekly is very fun watching like one episode mm. and, and seeing the chatter and then waiting a week it's different to binging obviously but it, I think you'll like the weekly buzz once you're in on that as but well that's what I want that's why I'm frantic to catch up like I do want that I want to be up there with you and Caitlin talking about things as they happen <laughs> like, do you know what you should yeah seeing them live tweeting yeah, do you know what you should do as well, actually? Because I'm, I'm hoping to kind of drop all these episodes in November. We have Salt Lake City starting in November. Ooh! So that's in Utah! New, that's a new show. It's starting out fresh. Are they Mormons? Well, the trailer has a few Mormons and a few, like, the trailer makes a huge point of, like, talking about all their different religious backgrounds as if to say, 
Amazing. They're not all Mormons. And one of them says, a good Mormon shouldn't drink. And then there's a shot of them all getting locked. So I think amazing. it's about subverting expectations. But I mean, that's, I don't know if it's going to be good, but you could join in on that at the, at the start. Oh, see. I am. Absolutely. I've literally, this is so weird. I've been walking around the house this morning singing songs from Book of Mormon because I, ge- I genu- generally tend to have a glass of wine or six on a Friday night and watch my YouTube videos. And one of my favorites is Andrew Rannells singing, I believe, at the Tonys a few years ago. So I've been walking around my house this morning going, I am a Mormon and a Mormon just believes. Like, um, Before we wrap up, if people want to check you out online or check out Stellar or the podcast, particularly maybe if they're not, you know, if there's anyone listening outside of Ireland, like what can they check out or where? <laughs> Well, for outside of Ireland, definitely uh, our podcast, The Glow Up. Um, yes. As you said in your lovely intro, it's it's basically like every podcast, like Desert Island Discs, but for beauty. Yes. So we interview really cool people about their kind of must-have products. Their, their, but it's not just about, like, you don't have to wear makeup or be interested in makeup to find it interesting. Because I feel like, uh, like lots of things, your glam says a lot about who you are as a person and your lifestyle. Um, like, I love when people come on and recommend the really spendy stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but it is it's just like this it's just like myself and Valerie my co-host um having the chats with interesting people men and women like we did Victoria's Secret drag queen recently I want to do more drag queens because I am absolutely fascinated yes. I nearly bought a wig during that chat because we were doing it on zoom and I was sitting on my computer and I was literally Victoria was saying where she gets her wigs and I was like literally like I was about to press buy and then I caught myself on I was like you're in lockdown if if this is the time to get away like <laughs> anytime it's not now um so yeah our podcast is quite we do have some <laughs> sometimes we start the podcast by saying hello Sydney because we have quite a few listeners in Sydney and I feel like a lot of people say to us like um you know we're expats and we just like to hear Irish girls chatting mm. so they, that is quite international Stellar Magazine is I'm so proud of it like I said it's 12 today and it's out monthly we've continued to publish throughout the pandemic which we're so proud of Um, and we've added really fun things like I nearly killed myself the other day writing a spooky crossword (laughs) (laughs) at the best of times but to make it spooky oh my god Um, so yes that is out monthly and we've a great online presence stellar.ie and our associated social media it's all a bit of crack it's a bit of fun pop culture fashion and beauty and glam and yeah it's just it's just all a bit of fun I love it very dearly and if people want to, because you have been kind of dipping into, there's been house stuff and renovations on your Instagram recently and Literally. you talk about housewives. Where can they get yeah. you on social media? So I'm at Vicky Notaro. I'm sure you'll write my name in the show notes, the, the spelling, but you'll, you'll find me there. Else um, like I'm Vicky. not... Gumbleson actually for any housewives fan it's Vicky V-I-C-K-I like Vicky Hi, it is exactly that's another thing that drew me to her she spells it the right way um, yeah, like I'm I'm by no means an influencer by any stretch whatsoever but I just my, my social media is quite personal but it's about all the stuff that I like which is all the stuff that you like so if you're into housewives and, and dogs and renovations I'm your gal and beauty all right, well, Vicky, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day of singing, um, <laughs> singing songs from the Book of Mormon and <laughs> editing <tunes>. and editing <laughs> uh, a top-selling Irish magazine to talk about all things Real Housewives with me. Thank you for having me. That was Vicky Nataro, and thanks again to Vicky for joining me on the show. I had a really good chat with her, and one of the one of the things she brought up that I did the interview a little while ago. Um, I've been kind of trying to bank the interview so I can kind of work ahead of myself. And she brought up the way I say housewives. And I just <laughs> ever since 
<laughs> Ever since that interview, I've just been thinking about the way I pronounce the word housewives because, like, I think I watched the show so much that I now say it like, um, <laughs> like the cast members do on the American shows that we're mainly talking about. Anyway, there you go. That's a little tick that I never knew I had. And um, thanks again to Vicky. You can follow her and Stella Magazine on social media. You can follow this show on social media as well. Housewives and Me is the handle on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm going to be putting up little bits and bobs about the show, obviously, but I'm going to try and keep an eye on some of the Housewives news as it breaks. Like in the last week or two, we've had a trailer for for Atlanta season 13. We've got taglines for the uh, Salt Lake City franchise. So there's bits and bobs that are going to pop up there if you want to keep abreast of some of the bits and pieces happening with our favourite trashy reality shows. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there. It helps hugely with getting word out about the show and algorithms and all those kind of things. Tell a friend if you enjoy to pass the word on. It is much appreciated and it really does help. Um, I'll see you next week for more Housewives Chats. Until then, goodbye.